back. Hello, Free Jacks fans, and welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Beers. How are you doing today, Tammy? Hey, gosh, it's so awesome to be back on with you and catch up on a few months, maybe six months, and uh, hear what you've been up to. Yeah, it's been a minute, um, but I think it's exciting. I'm glad to be back. Awesome. I know everyone has missed us terribly, keeps checking their inbox, keeps looking at their Spotify subscription, wondering when we're going to come back, and here we are. I know. Everyone's been waiting, but here we are, and we're excited to be back with a new season of Blood, Sweat, and Beers. And I think we have a pretty good reason for this one, don't you think? We have such a good reason to be back, and I know it is a super exciting time for you, so really looking forward to this, and what what, what could we possibly be looking forward to? We are doing a countdown to Tokyo with the Tokyo Olympics coming up in three months. Uh, we have a really exciting season ahead. We're going to um, you know, give you guys an insight into what training for the Olympics is like. Uh, with the USA Women's Rugby Sevens team. So we're going to get some of my teammates on here, let them talk about their rugby stories, and, you know, just really hype each other up on the way to Tokyo. I think this is so cool because I think it's quite rare to even have an insider look into what it might look like for an athlete preparing for the Olympics, much less giving you the real detail on what's happening behind the scenes. I think that's super cool. When we caught up a couple of weeks ago about doing this, uh, we're about 100 days out. Um, it was just announced and it's just moving very, very quickly. And I can't wait to get into this. And I know we're getting some questions in on social media that people are just really, really excited to hear about from you all. And I'm excited to meet some of your teammates. I've been watching them over the past couple of months uh, while you've been traveling abroad. And I feel like I, I have, I know everyone now. It's just really cool from your TikToks, everything that you put on um, Instagram. <laughs> so fun you guys are so fun I'm like I think it's a little bit of FOMO I'm like can, can I do this can, do you need a water girl or something <laughs> yeah well you know we gotta get pretty creative with how we entertain ourselves especially when we're trapped in the various bubbles that we're trapped in so yeah one of my teammates has really really become TikTok famous I think so that's been a pretty fun development um and yeah I'm just really excited like I think it's a really cool opportunity because, you know, we do interviews sometimes, but I think it's different to get interviewed by one of your teammates. I think it, I think it'll allow for a little bit more of like a real insight into what it's like and, you know, like what our world is like in this build up to the Olympics. Yeah, I think that's um, really exciting. And I know that you have all been traveling a lot and um, are really now heads down on what's coming in the next couple of months. So I'm looking forward to chatting with some of your teammates. And I uh, know this week we're going to catch up on what's been going on, what you've been doing, where you've been traveling to, what you've been eating. Everyone wants to know what you've been eating. I mean, I do too. <laughs> we all know that I don't cook. So this is really about what you're eating, what sandwiches you're packing, if you are packing any, and uh, catch up on some other things. So let's dive in. Let's hear, let's hear what, you've been, what you've been up to. Oh, man. I mean, for especially for a COVID world, I feel like I've been all over the place. Um, we've had, I guess, I don't know, in the past few months, you know, I've, we, I, we were in Spain for two weeks. We were out in Madrid for a double tournament out there. And then we actually just got back from Dubai for, um, and we were there for like three weeks. So 
um, it's actually been pretty crazy, um, but so cool to get the opportunity to play rugby again. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm sure you're so excited to be back on the pitch. I know we spoke through getting into the bubble and you working out separately and not seeing a lot of your teammates for quite some time and now traveling. So talk me through a little bit about this travel. So I think the TikTok famous sort of clips came out when you were all in lockdown in Madrid. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the... uh First few days in Madrid, we were in like full lockdown. Um, we had like three days of full like quarantine. So we were stuck in the rooms with our roommates for like those three days. Um, and so we decided to have like a team challenge. So it was like everyone and their roommate had to make like a video and then the team voted on uh, which one was the best. And it was to the, uh, the board in the house sound. Um, so our team actually had a lot of fun with that. It was a it, it like at first people were like, oh, I don't really want to make a video, but we were all like, what else are you doing? So, uh, and then everyone got really what into it. What else are you doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, everyone, what else are you doing? Yeah. So eventually everyone got really into it and like, we even had our coaches and our staff doing them and it was, it ended up being really like a really fun team bonding thing. And also, you know, like got some, got some pretty good content for the internet, which you know, we haven't had in a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's all about. I love it. That's awesome. So uh, time change. Uh, I know some of the matches were played God, at like 2 a.m. I think I caught one after a weekend, like a Friday night banger <laughs> coming back. And I was like, oh, I should turn on the TV and probably eat the chips that I have in the cupboard. And uh, so that's when I caught a, caught a nap and then woke up and watched, I think, an 8 a.m. Uh, match of yours and then later on. So um, have, you seen, have you had quite a bit of following, folks at home dialing in and tuning in to watch? Yeah, I mean, I think it's actually been pretty good for us. Um because like being one like you know it's sports are kind of slow to return having our game streamed I think like a lot of like our family and friends are just like so excited to watch rugby I know like my dad was saying the other day he's like I'm so starved for rugby content and I'm like you're a new rugby fan so like um, <laughs> I think I think it was exciting and like I know like a lot of rugby people were out there watching and um, it was exciting for us. Like, you know, it had been almost a full year since we played a real game. So just like, you know, having those pregame jitters again, like getting to, you know, hit people that aren't your teammates, it just feels so much better. So like that was, um, <laughs> yeah, those hits are hard. I mean, like I'm like squirming watching the TV and then I'm yelling as well to my poor neighbors. Like what is happening at 7am on a Saturday? I'm like, yeah, right. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm screaming and I'm probably going to wonder what's going on right now. Yeah. Um, but I can imagine we're also star for professional sports. So it's so nice to see you get back out there. Yeah. And so it was just incredible for us, you know, like we're pretty much like any way we can play is like a really special opportunity, especially, you know, with the summer coming up and like, we haven't seen most of these teams in over a year. So it's like, we kind of, honestly have like no idea really what to expect from a lot of teams which is pretty crazy um and makes like it makes it you know a special level of difficulty going into the summer but um just yeah like I can't even explain how exciting it was to get to play a game again like it was yeah. just so good for all of us it's so much it's helps the men the like mental state so much to like just you know get to play a game like it's, yeah, I can imagine. And, and I'm sure like building the team, like the dynamic and everything as well. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, there's only so much you can, like, replicate in training. You know, there's, like, different, like, lineups, different pressure situations and, like, things like that that you'll never get really in training. Like, you can try to, you know, train scenario play, which we do, you know, like, oh, like, you're down six, like, 90 seconds to go. But, like, until you're actually experiencing it, it's kind of hard to replicate really the emotions around that. So, um, like that's a really important and really cool part of like getting to play these games is just getting thrown into the, like the scenarios in like a very real way and like having to deal with like the real emotions that happen, like in those moments. That's amazing. And, um, you know, I think having a recap and staying there, is that quite normal to stay in sort of a country back to back for that amount of time for playing a tournament or did they just pack everything in? Uh, no, that was all just like, that was COVID protocol stuff. Like normally okay. if we're going to do a back-to-back, it'll be like, we'll have one in one country or one in another. So like last year, our first back-to-back was we were in Dubai and then we went to Cape Town actually for the next weekend. Nice. Um, okay. and, our, and the other back-to-back was, uh, we were in Hamilton, New Zealand, and then we went to Sydney, Australia. So the staying in one place is more of like uh, just keeping everyone in the same COVID bubble, like limiting travel. So just, yeah. Yeah. And then do you see other countries as well? Do you see other players or no. athletes? <laughs> no. no. Uh, the only time we interact with the other teams is like when we're on the field and like, it's kind of funny because they're even wow. like, you know, don't ho- like they're even they're like, don't high five the other teams after games and stuff. And I'm like, we were just tackling each other. But like there's so many, <laughs> like you know, little covid protocols that they're trying to keep in place for all of us yeah. just, just so we can play. So, yeah, no, they're like pretty strict bubbles. Like it's like, you, you know, you're like even when we're in the hotels, it's like you're not supposed to leave your room unless you're like going to training. Like you're not allowed to hang out in the hallways like. Really, it's it ends up being a lot of time with your roommate, so you got to hope you yeah. have a good repertoire with your roommate. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And then what about eat meals? Where do you eat meals? Do they deliver it to your door? Are you eating sandwiches in the bed? What's going on here? Uh, so it's a little bit different everywhere we go, um, but uh, for like the first few days when we were in like real isolation, it was like we were getting meals delivered to our rooms. Um, once wow. we like all cleared like a COVID test, it was like our team could eat together, but like just it it was just one team at a time, like in the dining room. So, wow, yeah, okay, man, this is so interesting. That's amazing. So you came back, got back into the San Diego bubble, and then went back to Dubai. Well, went to Dubai, so you went across again. Mm-hmm. Um, jet lag. What oh my god, eating? Dubai's oh, Dubai's the worst jet lag. It's the worst travel. It really is so long to get there, especially from San Diego. I mean, how many flights is that? It's one flight, but it's 16 hours. Oh, man. That's like from Atlanta to South Africa. That is brutal. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Um, Normally, like, I, like... I kind of pride myself on being pretty good about the jet lag thing. Like usually um, after a few days, like I'm pretty okay. Um, But this one always gets everyone just a little bit more. I don't know what it is or if it's like, you know, we land in the desert and it's like a hundred degrees and, (laughs) and it's, and the Dubai time change is like 12 hours. So it's like a complete flip of our day and night. So, um, yeah, so that one ends up being, like, one of the tougher time zone changes that we go through. 
Yeah, that's really yeah. tough. 12 hours is a tough one. Yeah. So like Gosh. for the first few days, like everyone's waking up at like 4am, like wide awake, like <laughs> <laughs> having and like trying to stay awake past 7pm pretty much like we're like the first few days, you're just really trying to like regulate. So it's yeah. tough. Ah, oh, gosh. Well, now you're about what? We're about 90 days to about three months to the Olympics, which is super exciting. And I will say, um, you had a quite a group planning to go to uh, Tokyo. Um, and I think there were about 20 of us that were planning to go. We had a massive Airbnb that we had already secured, which that in and of itself seems like a terrible idea to put 20 raging, rowdy women's sevens fans in one house. Sounds like <laughs> this could have been trouble as it was. Um, and so uh, then obviously they announced that there are no spectators. So um, how, do, how does that kind of feel? I mean, now you've played several um, matches without fans or spectators. I don't think you had any in Madrid or Dubai or were they just supporting roles or part of the team, but no fans? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was... Yeah. Uh, and so is that something that has like played into preparation or does it not really affect you at all? Um, I'd say, well, I was really excited to have like quite a, quite a fan base in Tokyo. I thought it was going to be um, like really cool to have, you know, like my family and all my friends there. Um, and I was joking with a lot of my friends. I was like, you guys are going to have like way more fun than I'm going to have in Tokyo. Like you guys are just going to have like a, <laughs> just like a full on party. Um, but no, I mean, in terms of playing, it doesn't really impact us that much. I mean, there's still going to be um, like uh, Tokyo based fans. So like, like, okay. um, so there'll still be fans at the games, but it's more just like, you know, it, it's disappointing to like not be able to have like a support system, like there with me I think is like the harder thing for most of us is like you know like you know you know if you're you finally have the opportunity to like you know achieve your Olympic dream and like your parents don't get to be there that's kind of a that's kind of the part that like hits the hardest is like you know the yeah. your parents and your family who like really really want to be there and don't get to be there so I think oh yeah that's yeah hard. yeah so I think mentally that's kind of the hardest part I mean um it's something that we knew was a possibility, you know, like we kind of constantly hoped that it wasn't going to be um, the outcome, but yeah. now it's, you know, so, I mean, it sucks, but uh, you know, it's just another thing that we have to like kind of take on the chin and just kind of keep going and like figure out another way to have that support connection with your families while we're there. You've taken a lot on the chin over you know, COVID and there's been a lot, I mean, just mentally, I think it's, you know, trying to put myself in your shoes, which is, you know, an out-of-body experience. I'm not really sure that I can do that very well, but trying to empathize a little bit with you here in terms of, look, we haven't played in so long. There's a lot of uncertainty. The game's getting pushed the whole year. I can't even imagine that sort of weight. We spoke about it last season, a little bit about what that felt like. And then the uncertainty of when is it going to be traveling? And then, you know, just the overall preparation and being in isolation wherever you go. Um, I think that can be quite challenging. But how do you feel, you know, mentally? A lot of folks have asked, 
hey, what is your mindset right now? Or you know, there's a lot of questions baked into this. So one, how do you feel right now about the last, you know, the, the home stretch really preparing the last preparation? And then two, how have you kept your sort of mind active or positive really and just inspired? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a pretty, uh, pretty big question. I think, you know, something that we've all kind of learned during this year and like kind of keep learning is that there's only so much we can control about anything. Um, so I think that's been a really important lesson for like us as a team and for um, like myself personally is like, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You can only control what you can control. So like going into the games, knowing we haven't seen a lot of these teams in a long time, um and stuff like that it's like okay that just means like we got to focus on how we play we got to focus on ourselves um and you know like really just focus in on like being the best team that we can be and playing our best rugby by the time we get there um and I think part of that is just like you know I think my teammates are what keep me motivated every single day like you know, it's at the end of the day, it's all about like how we fight for each other and like whatever happens this summer, like the most important thing to me and I think to a lot of us is like that we do it together. So I think um, mm -hmm. just like, you know, day in, day out, you know, like running fitness together, like doing extras together, just, you know, um, we're the people that are there day in, day out. And then so I think it's just this whole time has just really become, you know, focusing on us and like, you know, they're the reason I get out of bed every morning, like ready to go. And so um, I'm really thankful for that. And I think we've all grown a lot as, you know, players and teammates in this uncertain, crazy journey together. <laughs> Gosh, it, it, it has been crazy. And I think if we look back on this over a year in, we started chatting about a year ago and it's been quite crazy to hear and listen and sort of live and breathe and watch from afar what's been going on and I think sometimes it, it is your team whether it is career-based or um, in an office or career-based on a rugby field pitch you know whatever it may be your teammates absolutely dictate the direction that you are going and once or twice in your career, if you're lucky, you are going to be surrounded by an incredible team that are all focused on the same vision, rowing in the same direction. And that is so special. It is rare. And when you do find it, it's, it's, it's pure magic. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, I think we've all kind of learned that during this COVID time is just like your support system is so important. And like the people you have in your corner are you know, everything. It's like, how else do you get through any of this? Now, do you have sort of, I imagine you do, but sort of mental preparation or any sort of deep dive into how to just be unstoppable brick walls or how, how, does, how does that work? I mean, we certainly try. I mean, I think we all want to be unstoppable brick walls. Um, <laughs> But no, I mean, we have so we have a sports psych that our team works with and that like a, most of us work with individually. Um, and that's really helpful. You know, it's just um, just like, you know, they're trying to understand all the thoughts and emotions that are going to come up and that like are naturally going to come up, like whether it's in a game, whether it's before a game and just kind of learning how to deal with your mind in a way that's like going to be productive for you. 
Um, I think everyone's different, but yeah. Um, you know, it's been really helpful for me, you know, like, I don't know, I like, like before the game, you know, I usually write down like a few things that like, I really want to focus on. Um, and for me, like making sure like my energy is in the right place is really important. So like, I literally like write down to smile during the game, um, it, like in my notebook before I go play, because like that just like puts me in a better like headspace to like go out there and play and just like remember that like, you know, you enjoy this, like, like getting to play is the fun part. Um, mm-hmm. So like, that's really important for me. And like, that's been a big part of like my, you know, mental um, understanding of myself. Um And, you know, I know I have teammates who will, like, after a game, like, write down, like, you know, whether it's things they did well or things that, like, they want to improve on or mistakes they made. And you just kind of have to find a way, especially because, you know, we play three games a day. Um, You would kind of have to find a way to just kind of flush everything that's happened and, like, get ready for the next one. And so, um, you know, it's all about finding ways to, like, have your mind be present and, like, figuring out what works for you in that way. So, yeah. I mean, that is, wow, three games in one day um, and just being mentally prepared to show up for every single one of those on point has to be really, really tough. And I don't think we we think about it enough that, listen, your energy has to be in the right place and being able to shift that energy too must be incredibly challenging, but something that you, you master and you try and work on every single time. Yeah, I mean, our, our game days are really interesting, you know, it's like, because like our games are so short, you do have to be on point for the entire game. Um, and because of like how the cycle of the day goes, you know, you have to like, get hyped up, like hit your hit your peak when you play, but then you got to like come down and recover really quickly and like calm down in order to then do it again, and then do the same thing again. So it's uh, like a really interesting like energy day of like trying to like hit your peak and then like quickly kind of bring yourself back down. Um, I think it's a really unique challenge to, you know, rugby sevens and, um, but still fun. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, what about catching up and keeping in touch with your day to day, your friends, your family? Has that been somewhat challenging just being away from home for so long? Or is this part of the course when you are preparing for something like this? I think that, uh, I mean, it's kind of hard for me to say because, you know, I haven't been in the situation where I've been building up to the Olympics before. Um, but I, I think, you know, in a normal year, I think I probably wouldn't have been able to go home a few more times, which would have been nice or like have my family come visit me for like a long weekend or something. Um, but I mean, I think, you know, it's just kind of, I don't know. It's, it's all kind of part of the process. Um, you know, they know that like, you know, we're all out here preparing for, you know, possibly one of the most important moments of our lives. And they just want us to like do that in the way, in the best way possible. Like my family has been really understanding, like, especially in Dubai when we thought we weren't going to have a stream, you know, my family was just like, Hey, like, just please text us like updates about how the game went. And like, just so we get some idea of like what happened. Um, but I think that they understand, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, this is my job. And so it's like, this has to come before kind of everything else, you know, especially in an Olympic year, which, you know, is really great. And like, they are an incredible support system. But uh, 
yeah, I think it's definitely a little bit unique, just like, you know, because we have bubble restrictions and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. I can imagine being, just being with your teammates has definitely given you a lot more um, insight into being that that's your family now. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. I think also one thing I know we, we're running quite long here on, on these updates, but most importantly, I know a lot of folks are very interested in Meow Meow. Now, <laughs> this is the cat that you befriended or befriended you or adopted you when you moved to San Diego last year. What's the update? Where's the cat? How's things going? Oh, the cat is really good. Um, you know, um, I see him whenever he decides to come hang out, um, which is usually at least every other day, pretty much. Um, but no, uh, he's good. He's really friendly. Um, he'll just like come up and like meow at the door. Um, <laughs> I'll just like, you know, we'll just hang out and like, we'll pet him for a few minutes and then send him back on his way. So, but it is really nice. You know, sometimes you just like, you know, mentally just like really need to be able to pet an animal. So like, it's been a kind of nice, um, nice little opportunity that, um, I'm, I'm pretty thankful for as, you know, an animal, animal lover. So that's amazing. I love it. And um, I know we have a ton of questions coming in to ask you and your teammates. And I think we could maybe give a, a bit of a preview on some of those um, and what, we, what we're going to be chatting about. But I do want to say that if you are listening and you are curious about what it's like to prepare for the Olympics, let us know what questions you might have. We'll definitely tackle some of those and see what we can answer. And I, I don't think there's much off limits really other than um, <laughs> I know you're pretty open to a lot of the questions that have come in. So I'm excited to share um, those as well. But again, if there's anything that comes in that might be really, really interesting, I know that you'd be keen to, to check them out. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it's only so often you get to ask, you know, potential Olympians what the road is like. <laughs> what is the road like? And, and why do they call it the road to the road to the Olympics? Has it always been the road? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess what else would you call it? <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to call it. You're not going to call it the river to Tokyo. So it's like. In, 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 <laughs> Have you seen that meme where it says at the Olympics there should be an average person competing in every sport so you can see how good the professional athletes are? I do think that would be really funny because I do know, like, <laughs> even, like, from personal experience, like, you know, I'll be watching, like, gymnastics at the Summer Olympics and I'll get so into it and I'll be, like, judging them from, like, sitting on my couch knowing that I could never do any of that. Um so I do think it would be oh, really yeah. cool to like, you know, just like, or like um, some of my teammates have thrown around the idea of like, it'd be really cool to have like athletes go and like even just test another sport, you know, um, and just like, just so you can kind of see like what a preparation is for like another Olympic sport. Okay. Well, what, what, okay. that Great point. What's the sport you're going to try? Oh man. I don't know. I, I think I could go a few ways with this one. Um, no, wait, you're not allowed to say soccer. Okay, but 
Okay, well that would be that would be that was one of the op- options was like, oh, like go and see if I can if my college soccer self can hang with the women's national team, you know, that'd be pretty cool. A lot of them are my idols, so it'd be cool to see if I could like hang on the field with them, which I'm pretty sure I couldn't. Um, but I don't know, I guess. Um, I think beach volleyball would be pretty cool to try. Um, it's something I'm not very good at, but I think it'd be really cool to like actually see how good they are in person. That is one of my favorite events of the Olympics is the beach volleyball. I think it's so fun. You out in the sunshine, everyone's having a good time. The crowd is all into it. That's one of my favorite events. So I, I'd love for you to take that up too, so I can hit two two <laughs> uh, events in one go. Yeah, I mean, I gotta say, like usually me playing beach volleyball just ends in like me face face planting in the sand like over and over and over again, but. Uh, I think it'd be really cool to kind of like see a day in their life or like get to try that sport for sure. That would be so fun. I'm definitely down to see athletes play another sport and then also have an average person compete in each of the sports as well. Yeah, I, mean, I think I watch it. I'm like the best, you know, couch uh, commentator. What do you call it? The couch coach or commentator or something? Something, um, yeah. One of those two. I think yeah, either works. Yeah. Works. Yeah, because I'm convinced, you know, I'm like, how, how did you go? Like, how? How did that happen? <laughs> right, you're like, how did you mess that up? Like, yeah. How? How? Yeah. You had one job. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we can be pretty cruel sitting on that couch, but we have absolutely no idea. We wouldn't make it to the to the 22 if you, you put us out there. <laughs> There's no chance. I would listen. One of you come running at me, and I've got the ball. I'm going to hand it to you. In fact, yeah. I will even throw it to you before you even get close. Just like nope, 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 nope. There we go. That's a TikTok I'm gonna do. So, nope, <laughs> nope. All of you running towards us. <laughs> yeah, I right. do think. I it, think. Oh, go ahead. No, okay. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, I do think it'd be funny to get like one of the, uh, one of the soccer players out to a rugby practice, um, just cause they're such different sports. Um, and I think that'd be a lot of fun. That would be so fun. Hopefully after COVID we could get something like that going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we're really pushing for it. So maybe someday. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, what about other sports? Are you watching anything right now? I know uh, Gronk just uh, hit the world record for catching um, a helicopter dropping a football out of the sky. I mean, I don't even know how these world records come about or who thinks them up, but that was pretty impressive. That was a great reaction from the team. That was cool. I did not even see that, but it does not surprise me at all. Oh, you've got to watch it. It's so fun. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I've actually been watching a lot of MLR lately. Um, but, you know, otherwise it's not football season. So I don't really have another sport that I watch that religiously. No, well, MLR it is then. Yeah, MLR I know that um, the Free Jacks were on the road last weekend and this weekend. They're going to be on the road next weekend. They're going to be in San Diego. Do you get to go to the matches at all? Maybe. I didn't know they were going to be in San Diego. I actually have they to yeah, they play in San Diego next weekend. I think it's Saturday. Um, that would be pretty cool if you could go. I think they are doing a few um, low capacity, limited capacity and socially distanced fans, I think. Yeah, 
I'm going to have to look into that. That would be really cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. And then they'll be home in Boston, which I'm really excited about and looking forward to being at every home match this season. It'll be fun. Yeah, that's really exciting. I know. I can't wait till I can actually get to come to a, a free jacks game in Boston after the Olympics, you know, after the summer. After, after this after this thing you've got going on. Um, yeah, just this, just this we'll, little we'll do, thing. We'll do many things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, I know that we are looking forward to chatting to one of your teammates coming out this week and answering, uh, getting a lot of questions answered that we have. I know we have a full list of questions to go through and really looking forward to introducing your teammates to the rest of the world, to the rugby world, and to just everyone else who's getting into rugby or is intrigued in it and just an Olympic fan as well. So looking forward to chatting and I know we have quite the lineup and um, it's going to be fun. Heck yeah. We're really excited about it. All right, guys, that's all from us today at Blood, Sweat, and Beers. Please tune in next week as we start to have my teammates on to talk about their rugby journeys and gearing up for the Tokyo Olympics this summer. See you then. Looking forward to catching you all. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Coach, for an amazing catch-up. Looking forward to the countdown.